everybody. Welcome back for another week of Megasheen, your geeky podcast. For all things crazy, geeky, gay, whorish, all things you can think of. Wait, whorish? Oh, no. Let's go in there just to, you know, shake it up a little bit. I am Victor. And I'm Nick. And this week, uh, we have a very special guest. Um, I really like this person. Uh, she... Uh, has really good advice as far as naming how you want your platform to be. Mm-hmm. She keeps it 100, 100% of the time and has really good music recommendations. I want to welcome to the show this week, Miss Seek, aka Chasing Lux. What's going on, girl? Ain't nothing going on. How are you doing? How are y'all doing today? <laughs> you know, you know, girl, it's, it's Sunday fun day over in these yeah. parts. I'm, I'm I'm looking at Nick. Nick is uh, looking very relaxed. Right. It's, it was a very Sunday fun day for Nick. Nick had fun for both of us. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, relax. Just, just, girl, just slumped. Mm, yeah, that's what you do when you know you have to partake in uh, the BF's uh, work engagements. We'll call it that. Okay. <laughs> oh, Victor, what you been up to? Well, you know, it's Sunday, so you know, I went um, out, bought a plant, bought a few things over here, a shirt, and yeah, that's about it. It's been a nice, calm weekend. Um, enjoying the new job, working with all these talented creators. And uh, these are filmmakers, screenwriters, gaming creators. So this is a great group of people and they have a lot of opinions and they're not trying to take over the world. They're just trying to entertain everybody. So that's- Well, let me entertain you. (laughs) So I see, how about you? What have you been up to these past couple of weeks? What have you been watching, playing? Oh, that jazz. I have been playing Overwatch because I'm a masochist and I'm addicted to pain. Um, <laughs> but the the Overwatch 2 beta came out this past week. So that's been fun, interesting. Um, I just started my rewatch of Bel Air that I think has been my favorite thing I've watched so far this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just been like catching up on on all of like, you know, the random things that you start, but you didn't finish. Right. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I have a few shows in rotation that I'm just trying to like get through like severance. That's a really, really good, interesting one. I'm on the Apple TV side um, that mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying. I caught up on Moon Knight last night, which I'm also really enjoying, even though I don't feel like a lot of people on the timeline like it. I really do enjoy mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just yeah, it's just a, chilling. It's one of those I don't want to say slow burn, but it's like you have to watch it. I don't know if people are just like, oh, I have to like watch it. I can't do like two other things and have it on. Right. Like, you have to watch it, and this past episode was so much. It really was. The past two episodes for me were really, really heavy. Um, And I feel like very necessary, especially when mental health is a huge part of character identity and portrayal and how easy that can be weaponized 
um, when you do have mental health issues is a very, very real thing that happens in the real world. So I feel Mm -hmm. like they were really, really well done. But in terms of how people feel about the title, I feel like, you know, people's besties haven't come out and say they like it. So they don't know if they like it. They're so accustomed to watching (laughs) particularly like superhero things that have 35 different iterations. Like everybody's going crazy over Batman. Like we haven't seen 35 Batman movies. I feel like with new, newer um, things like this, which Moon Knight's not new, but the show is definitely, you know, Right. Seeing it on screen is new. I feel like people just don't know how to feel about it because it doesn't kind of fit into the really, really defined ideas that they have about quote unquote like superhero or comic book shows and movies. But I really I, like I, I definitely agree. I think it takes a bit of thinking and people just want it spoon fed to them as far as the um the overallness of mcu uh, yeah mcu movies and titles like they don't want to think about it so much and yeah i mean and oscar isaac is a hell of an actor like anybody that can play those two different roles in that that are such opposites of one another i'm i've always been a fan of him uh especially with uh was he when he played uh just a alongside Jessica Chastain and Sings from a Marriage. If you all mm, seen that limited yeah. series, mm-hmm. um, I think it was a, a remake of an actual movie that was done in the 70s. That's on HBO Max. Yeah, you haven't seen that. Yeah, I saw, I saw some of that. I don't think I finished it. It's, it's yeah. interesting. It's yeah, very interesting. Bari's in it. So I, that was, and she did a great role in that particular, in her scene that she was in. So, mm-hmm. but I wanted to go back to as we're talking about Moon Knight, I also have to keep in mind that a lot of people may not know how to take Moon Knight is because Moon Knight wasn't like a, an X-Men comic. It wasn't like what everybody was reading. Moon Knight is one of those mm-hmm. comics that you saw it, you wasn't really in it unless he jumped in the Avengers or jumped into the X-Men or something that you were already reading. So I think a lot of people probably never really knew what Moon Knight was about and, mm-hmm. this, and this introduction of Moon Knight has really kind of like shook people up but also understanding what the character is going through and why a character was chosen to even be Moon Knight so it was it's a lot about it that is really neat but you know again we're this is another phase of Marvel where they're getting into the magical side and if you if anybody reads some of if you, even if you read Doctor Strange a lot of that stuff is cerebral so you have mm-hmm. to be really ready to take all that in and from what i'm hearing about dr strange we're gonna have to really be ready for a lot of that Mm -hmm. yeah i agree um and i i really do hope that people give it a chance because even with like wandavision right even those of us that are fans that's not quite what we were expecting but they were able to pull it off and give us a really really unique experience And I feel like that's what we're getting with Moon Knight. Like a lot of the complaints that I saw was like, oh, the editing is weird. The pacing is weird. And I'm just like, they have multiple personality disorder. The editing and the pacing is weird to give you 
you know, an idea of how jarring that could be. You're supposed to be a little bit confused because the character is confused. They're trying to figure things out. We don't have so much more knowledge than they do. You know, right. like we're all building this together. And it will be really, really interesting to see, you know, how the season ends and how they, you know, weave this into the, the universe um, in a larger way. But like I keep saying, I really, really enjoy it. I think it's really well done. I feel like, you know, Oscar's acting down. <laughs> he's, he's acting. And I really, really enjoy how they're handling the mental health part of it because it's not so pretentious. You know, it's very like accurate because a lot of those things would happen. Yes, they would put you in grippy sock jail immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. Well, well, since we touched on yeah. Doctor Strange and uh, whatnot, let's pour us up a helping of Aunt Mace Tea and talk about the latest uh, teaser trailer, I guess, that's out, yeah. which honestly, one of the things I hate about MC, MCU movies is that they bring out so many trailers that it almost uh, saturates its own viewing like you honestly only need one or maybe two trailers if that you know the girls are going to come and see this movie regardless so you keeping on and showing a little bit more of the movie I thought I I don't like that when it comes to just trailers in general mm-hmm. but I mean I'm, I was I'm going to see this regardless I already have my tickets I already I'm going to see it I just wish they kind of held a little bit more of the cards to the chest as showing different characters in it. Yeah, I'll think? agree. I'm with you on the trailers have become too informational. Like I miss the days of redirection. I miss the days of them putting stuff in the trailer that not is not in the movie. But now you're able to kind of glean how the movie is going to go from the trailer. And even though we read the comics and we talk about these things at length, I feel like there has to be something left, you know, for us to discover, like other than ending credits, (laughs) like there has to be a little bit more like leeway given to those who, you know, just want that excitement. So I, I do feel like they overdid it, but I don't know. Did Doctor Strange perform like less, less than the others? Because I feel like his, I feel like the character gets a lot of love. No, I, they, the first movie did pretty well. Like it did well enough to where, um, you know, it was going to get that sequel and get more money put into it. But I, I I'm out here probably on my own with this belief, but I feel like this last trailer was a lie in a sense of to, to really throw us off, to get us talking about one thing when something else is about to happen. Mm-hmm. Because to me, it was just too obvious, uh, especially when that hand showed up and that in that yellow, I was like, okay, y'all. Right. I'm like, cause y'all played in our faces before. <laughs> Even though that was a deleted scene that wasn't, because they filmed different scenes and they didn't, what I was told was, if you think about, um, not Endgame, but Infinity War, the scene we saw all of them running together, that was one out of four different scenes 
um, because they were supposed to be all running up to Thanos at that point and they decided not to do it. So I feel like this could be one of those, let's just do this to fuck with everybody and then like see what happens when they see what we really did. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm really, I, I'm, I saw it. I was sitting there like, no, y'all did not really do it. You just did not. <laughs> I think y'all did it because you heard us talking about it because they right. did it before. They kind of played us on some different things. Um, and because, for example, if y'all, I don't know if you pay any attention in Loki, there is that red demon, which looks like Mystifo. I think they were playing us because we kept talking about Mystifo and Wonder Vision. Yeah, y'all motherfuckers mm. ran that down. So <laughs> I'm still saying I hope it's misdirection because it yeah. would be way too much if it's not. Right. I do know and that and I still think Mr. Post oh, should cool. go. Because, <laughs> because of the fact that the demon is gonna be involved with this story, because we haven't talked about despair, and despair is gonna be in this movie. I don't think it is. So but those two there's a lot with Mr. Foe. I may be out here on my own. This I'm out on the limb. She's on her own, Patty. Uh, Patty Labelle. Yeah, but why I did it in this way? We'll we'll see something. <laughs> I I know that the variants that we'll see, because we're probably going to see a variant of Xavier. That's not the. They're going to probably recast Xavier, um, unless. What's his name? Uh, Patrick Stewart has availability because he's doing he's doing Star Trek, isn't he? Like Discovery, right? Yeah, yeah but it would be it would be cute though. It would be it would it would be it would be real cute because I've always thought that the most of well, most of the casting on the Fox side of X Men were good, aside from Storm. Never Storm. They never get Storm work. right. She was the worst one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Xavier Magneto was cast right. I thought Cyclops Jean Grey was cast right. Yes. I thought Logan was cast right. Yeah. Um, Bishop. Uh, I'll even Colossus. give Nightcrawler. Yeah, like... yeah, even Nightcrawler. Yeah. So like they had, they weren't terrible, Mm-mm. although some were just hard to watch because they just bastardized it so fucking much like yeah the writing I, was bad it was yeah like even though like james marston was a good cyclops you gave him like a shitty ass script so there's not much he could do with a shitty ass script it's not his fault that y'all can't write mm. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not. It's not this fault that he yeah. can't write. No, it's not, and you, you know, he was a good Cyclops with his cute self. And then, you know, and I just feel like Wolverine. I go back and forth with. I do because I'm like, I'm trying not to be a purist. You know, I still think of Wolverine as five three. Oh, got girl. this six two <laughs> nigga up here. So I'm, just, <laughs> I'm like, okay, we got a new Wolverine that could be a variant. You know. So. It could be his variant, but I don't know. I agree with y'all that the casting was not completely bad, but if it, if Kevin, you know how Kevin is, Kevin gonna be like, well, I won't do something my way, so. Mm-hmm. And it was reported that they were um, doing like a, I guess like a employee um, like trip or whatever that they were gonna plan like the next 10 years of uh, MCU yeah. here soon. Yeah, which I found like, are you planning the next ten years after the first, the the five 
that I think that you already have? Or are you, you know, which, how are you assuming the 10 years based on what you already have? You know what I mean? It may have something to do with, you know, the shows too. Like, you know how the shows are, are kind of playing. Mm-hmm. With and then you are adding in X-Men. So what does that look like? And Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Even though it lost its director. Yeah, yeah. But they'll be all right. Because I feel like yeah. those people, they find they find somebody good quick, unlike the other folks. But oh. I feel like they do find somebody like, oh, we lost this person. We got this person. Like they, I think they always have their ducks ready to go regardless. Oh yeah, they have their first, second, and third choices as far yeah. as. Yeah. But I feel like Fantastic Four often suffers the same fate as X-Men where the cast isn't bad, but the writing and ultimately the way that the story is being told, it just, it's not impactful. Like it's not memorable and it doesn't really feel as heavy and as weighty as it should. And I know that they tried to go, you know, a lighter route with the Fantastic Four movies, but it wasn't hitting. Uh -uh. It wasn't hitting. But I like the cast, though. The cast wasn't terrible. Like the last one, the last Fantastic. <laughs> Woo! Uh, yeah, I hope they don't go that route. I, 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 I really hope they don't. Because <laughs> I appreciate what they tried to do, but that I that was a hard movie to sit through. But I feel like they already got those folks cast too. Because you know, I feel like Kevin be like, he did this yesterday. Like, I was like, he already did this weeks ago. Like um, Amade- like what's his name from <laughs> from um, Watchmen? I did this thirty minutes ago. Like I bet <laughs> he's already done that. And to where we just sitting here waiting. And hell, all we know they could be in the multiverse. So mm-hmm. I don't know. This movie's gonna. It, the expectations for this movie are just way high. Um, and I know at my my in, at my job now they have actually canceled a class because they are because one of the, one of the professors actually has to be at the at the event but it's going to be really interesting just to i don't know because now even though i teased nick the other week about like i don't need to get no ticket apparently I, we do need to get tickets mm. <laughs> because, so, so you can go ahead up to your uh where the getty no not the getty but the uh well, art I, life. go ahead I, up the art life. Money, like, girl go ahead i haven't brought it back yet so i'm gonna have to do, do, go to the alamo because i mean you good for it <laughs> right <laughs> like, yeah but I'm, I'm gonna have to really get that ticket because i found out that one theater is shut they've already shut down they're not even doing it. like that theater that, that that theater holds a lot of people so i'm like crap i need to get my ticket yeah see look now now i look crazy because i was <laughs> telling you to get the ticket three weeks ago now i have egg on my face like <laughs> no you were right the point is you were right i was the one saying i don't need to worry about that this is la well well, I was. Yeah. Wondering. We're just going to make a day of it, honestly. I'll probably get drunk and high and watch it. I would love to be like <laughs> on mushrooms and watching that. That would be a trip. Uh, in quite literally. Yeah. Literally. Would that would be, be very interesting. Be, you have to be in a certain mood, though. Right. 
because according to now what I heard is you have to be in the right frame of mind for mushrooms. So yeah, I've never done mushrooms though. I would probably want to do one like at home, like in case I just pass out. You know, I don't want to pass on nobody straight. <laughs> yeah, definitely your first time. <laughs> right. Know, in the house, bubbled, protected, where you exactly. feel safe. And then, you know. Yes. All uh-huh. other times, now you know how you feel, you can partake mm-hmm. on the go. Yeah, you need to be just be mindful of that. You don't want to be like some people out here, um, out here crying about Dobby being killed. And what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a colleague of mine in CrossFit um, took some. Next, they was really talking about like they were out there crying over um, Harry Potter and Dobby because Dobby was dead. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. They were <laughs> up. At CrossFit, then they was talking about it after the fact, but they were. Oh, I was about to say that's like they were a bit much because he's a Harry Potter fan. He has a picture of him and Dobby, and then he was like, "Yeah, I did that the other night, and I was sitting outside in the rain because it rained not long ago." I bet he don't be no pussy. Crying about something. (laughs) I'm like, "Well, this is why." I was like, "Well, you know, I wish I would have saw it, but that's neither here." Mm. Was he white? No. Oh God. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> never mind. Um, what else we have on the the up next team? Well, I only I put this there because I thought I'm gonna look it back up. Y'all might be into. Didn't that whole Kingdom Hearts game come out, or did they tell y'all another lie they were coming out? So okay. So apparently, Kingdom Hearts is coming out with another. Is it another installment, or is I think it's another installment? I didn't really pay attention to Kingdom Hearts because it was Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> and I didn't want to. I well, I didn't want to get spoiled because. I've never played any of the other ones. So me like, oh, I'll just, you know, do look at all of this and then get spoiled at what happened on previous uh, previous uh in previous games. Um, but apparently it's supposed to be coming out with another sequel to the series. And I'm not sure what to expect. I remember uh, the longest time when like the idea of Kingdom Hearts first came out and everybody was like, oh, this doesn't make sense. Oh, why would they do that? They're stupid. Uh, Yada, 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 this, that, the third. And then it came out and then everybody loved it, of course, because at the time it was Squaresoft before they became Square Enix. Um, And, you know, it it was one of those uh, mixes, those moshes, or mix-ups that didn't make sense, or to the average eye, you couldn't tell why these two different things were together. But some of it, now it, it makes sense. But for this other one, um, it's, I'm sure everybody's gonna eat it up whenever it does come out. Yeah, one thing about the Kingdom Hearts folks, y'all in a cult. 
I don't know what's worse. Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy. What's the other one? Uh, Y'all be beating these streets. And I'm like, they don't give y'all no type of content. Y'all be hurting for the content. And when y'all get your hands on it, Lord, nothing but God could remove you. Like, you just be on it. Like, uh I spent a few hours watching some Final Fantasy streams. I still don't know what the hell going on. I tried to ask my friend one time to explain like give me the gist of what goes on in kingdom hearts and she was just like listen i can't even do that <laughs> and i'm like how you can't tell me uh-huh. a cliff note summary of this game that you're obsessed with she was like nah because to explain i'm gonna have to take you back and then they out of order <laughs> so then the story i'm like you know what never mind i don't want it I already committed and started watching Star Wars, and that's already a fandom. That's a cult. I can't do multiple oh, cults. Girl. I can't do game cults. I'm already in the Overwatch cult. That's all I can handle right now. Girl, oh, you doing Star yeah, Wars? Really that's the Overwatch. But is it? I thought Kingdom Hearts was he was trying to, or they trying to find each other? Were they like lovers and they got lost? And but they always <laughs> in a gang. Like how are they? How are they not finding each other? It's always right, like thirteen they, of them oh, deep. Okay. <laughs> It's, it's never just one person on the screen. So which one of them one is right. lost? It's, it's like four or five folks. It was, I don't know. To me, Final Fantasy, all of them, they the same anyway. So I'm just like... No, don't do that. <laughs> that is ugly. Please don't do that. Like, looking for first of all, I, you know what? Just watch yourself because I don't, I don't want you to get attacked. You know, they're they real serious <laughs> about their fans. Right. Like, you clean like, that up real quick. You. Like, ugh. I start some start some trouble on monday morning and be like isn't these two are the same story mm, let's like see. another like romeo and juliet but they like one story is black and one is latinx like i feel like it no black. it is not it uh, there is okay because i've played a lot of final final fantasies in my day um there's always the story well the underlying story of this impending doom <laughs> As far as the world is f- going to fuck it in, if these bitches don't do something, tag up and team up and do whatever that needs to be done. Now, there's a lot of the similar elements that are reintroduced in different Final Fantasies, but each Final Fantasy is not a sequel of the prior one. So, they, except- so these people are trying to find... <laughs> something they join together so they're like traveling so they have like a their paths meet up and now they have a mission that is bigger than themselves so this is the wizard of oz <laughs> all right <laughs> all right <laughs> okay so they're not sequels of each other but like they're just set in the same world they're not sequels of each other, but they have similar elements that are repeated. Okay. So Ozma of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna come get me. I'm gonna quit. Let me stop. They are. You know what? It's just <laughs> a little razzle dazzle for your week. After me and it is. Uh, it's it's a lot. It is a a lot of information and it's a lot of stories, and and it's. Oh, I saw that one in uh, Final Fantasy 2. Well, if you just started playing Final Fantasy until 7, then how would you know what was in 7 was in 2? You know, it's it's a lot. I'm not going to lie. It is a lot. So it's like the, it's like the Stab series in Scream. When they... It's not that bad, girl. It is not that bad. 
like go out of space and then come back and then this ain't jason in space uh-uh yeah, they've been releasing final fantasy since 1987 yeah y'all got mm-hmm. that that's that's all y'all y'all got it that's since 1987 girl yeah i see that's if they if these two characters ain't found each other by now that they don't deserve each other that's but it's not the they're not meant to be they're not meant to be <laughs> the same characters are not going to be in the same series the same okay. so like one final fantasy might have these four characters those four characters are not going to be in the next one. Because they don't... You know what? When you, Whenever you get your, your PS5, which I don't know when that's going to be, Victor, <laughs> let's not start out with a Final Fantasy game, because that might be too much. No, because I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be asking all the questions. And I'm going to pester my students who are <laughs> making these games. Be like, so can y'all tell me... Because, yeah, I'll probably do that. Be like, can y'all explain this to me? And if y'all creating these games, make sure you know if you got Zan and Gina up in this, make sure they stay together. <laughs> Do they need to stay together though? I'm just saying for something that's called Final Fantasy, it having 15 games, it's not it's not giving final. <laughs> it's giving ongoing fantasy, right. and that's what they should have named it. Yeah, continuous fantasy, present continuous. Continuous and fantasy. That, yes. And that's torture because that's, if that's an ongoing fantasy, that means you're not in there. You, you just basically you wish it. I hope and wishing. Well, since we alluded to it uh, in the intro and now, uh, Seek, you said you've been playing uh, Overwatch 2 beta. Uh, yes. What are your thoughts about it? Because I've only watched streams of people um, and I haven't gotten hands on as of yet because I'm only on console. I'm in the ghetto. Oh, Lord. I know. Um, <laughs> I, I was a little bit skeptical at first because now it's a 5v5 instead of a 6v6. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's one less tank because, you know, before it used to be two tanks, two DPS, two healers. Now it's only one tank, two DPS, right. two healers. Um, I really like it, though. I like that you have a full scoreboard so you can see throughout the game who's doing what. There's no question of who's healing, who's dying. You know, mm-hmm. I can see that you went negative 20. You don't have to explain. You don't have to lie. You know, before you were just waiting until <laughs> the end of the game, you got your cards. And it's either you got a card or you didn't. Your stats were personal. Um, but it afforded people the ability to lie to themselves and to others about their performance. So that that gets mm-hmm. taken away. Really enjoyed that. Been wanting that for Overwatch 1. But hey, you know, we shall overcome. We got there. Right. Um, the feel of the game is a lot different, of course, because of the change in the size of the teams, but also it's a lot more stressful because you do actually have to play your role, play your role well. And the good part and the bad part of the game is that you have to be highly adjustable. So you can't just play two characters and think that you're going to be successful in Overwatch anymore. If you play DPS, you can't just be like, oh, well, I like Hanzo and Ash and I don't play anybody else because success in the game is predicated on you being able to adjust quickly and you being able to manage the opposing team. So mm-hmm. that that problem solving and that discernment to be like, okay, well, they have a Doomfist, who is now a tank, by the way, um, and he is tearing up our back line maybe we need to switch to a Sombra to kind of disable him. We need to turn and work as a team to make sure that he's down all the time. Uh The things that, you know, Overwatch, the original Overwatch lacks. 
Um, it's going to be a very, very big deal in this game to be successful and to be able to play it at a moderately decent level even because even in Overwatch, I mean, the, the, the beta, there is no like skilled matchmaking. It's whoever you play with whoever, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter who you play with. That adaptability is just what makes the game now. Um, and I have to say, you know, in Overwatch, the original Overwatch, there wasn't a lot of emphasis made on teaching you how to play together as a team. There was a lot of emphasis on how well you did as an individual. So that's different. Right. And I'm very much looking forward to to seeing how it breaks everybody's heart because yeah, now you can't you can't fake it till you make it. It's uh, like nah, you're bad. <laughs> right? Why'd you die 15 times but you only got two kills? Exactly. How come you healing? You only got 100 heals. Like, what's <clears throat> going on? You all right? You need some right. help. What's the like, Did you have breakfast? Are you awake? <laughs> I, I've heard it was actually very. It was faster than the original. It is because it's a lot like the engagements are a lot more dynamic, right? Because you can't really afford to move again as a singular character. So it's just a lot of full team fights. As soon as you see the other team, it's like, okay, it's on site. Like I see you, (laughs) you see me, we have to brawl. And like the, the new game type is really fun too. It's like a double push. Like you have a robot, Mm -hmm. but the way that it works is, whichever team is on it pushes it like there's no rounds so at the end of the game whoever has pushed it the most amount of distance wins regardless of what side of the map it's on it's about how long you've pushed it for so that's a really fun way to equalize it i really really enjoy that game type also and uh you know they spruced up the old maps gave us some new ones um they made a, a few changes like i said uh Doom is a tank now. Orisa, <laughs> Orisa's. I heard Orisa is. She ain't no slowpoke no more. Yeah, right. nah, she not no slowpoke. She will run up on you, and it's scary when you see an Orisa coming toward you. Like, hey, now wait a minute, Big Mama, don't right, do like, that. Girl, watch out now. Yeah, don't like, do that. Um, she's got like a, a spear that she can throw. Yes, she has a spear she can throw. She has sort of like a a ground pound like grab move where she pulls you in and she pounds the floor um and it also gives her like a fortify ability when she does that and she's a lot faster so she's not slow i'm no shield though but she's the shield you don't need a shield right um and they made some other changes like sombra um like you can hack now while invisible as she should Um, because i yeah that didn't make sense to me it defeats the purpose of you having a stealth character (laughs) right (laughs) Like, like if if i'm in the back line and I'm invisible, but I have to be visible to hack, then that defeats the purpose of me being a hacker in the back line. Yeah, and then also, like, whoever is hacked, you can see them through walls now, kind of like Hanzo or Widow's, like, alt when you can see people through. So Mm -hmm. that really helps the team, again, stay focused and do what they need to do, like, as a team. What else they change? Uh, Bastion can't heal himself anymore, but he can he can move while in turret mode, but only for a limited oh. time. Only for a limited time. He's still very. He's actually easier to kill, in my opinion. I wish they would just take him on out the game. <laughs> I wish they would actually like give him a shield and just make him a full tank. Like just let right, him live like, his life. Just, uh, yeah, but, you um, know how you know how Bastion players are. <laughs> yeah, they Why are. Why you want him out of the game though? Why you want? 
I think a lot of people in the original Overwatch think that Bastion is the end all be all because in his tutorial mode, and I know this is going to be very foreign to you, Victor, like in his tutorial mode, he just mow down folks. Yeah, it's like a heavy Gatling gun sort of. Exactly. So everybody thinks like, oh, if I'm Bastion, then I can just, you know, turn the tables and turn the tide into my team's winning. But I think it's a very, very lazy choice. Oh, absolutely. If you can't shoot, if you can only shoot when he's in turret form, then that's just... Yeah, it's it's sort of like a lazy, yeah, it's a lazy thing that people do, like, you know, when the other team is rolling you and you're just like, oh, I'm just going to play Bastion, we're going to damage boost them and we're just going to mow the other team down. Now, again, the doing that just doesn't make sense for the way the game works. Like it would, it would take a lot to keep a Bastion, like for the entire team to focus on a Bastion while playing any type of game mode, it's just not, mm -mm. It's not going to work. So I do appreciate some of the changes because it makes the game work better. It makes you work better as a team. Like it forces you to work as a team. Um, What else did they change? Oh, they took like stuns out of the game. So like McCree Hmm. doesn't have to stun anymore. It's like a little sticky bomb. Interesting. So like like, uh, it'll stick you. Um, like tracers. Oh, okay. Yeah, her old. So okay. it can still kill you, um, but it doesn't stun you, so it can't knock you out of your ability. It would just damage you. Um, I don't know if they've given a release date. They haven't given a release date, have they? No, they haven't given a release date. We'll probably get that after the after some time has passed after the beta, considering how they did it with Overwatch, the original Overwatch. I'm, I think maybe the third quarter outlook might be okay just just in time yeah. for the holiday season yeah i say third quarter or next spring to be honest you know they like they like yeah. to do a little spring release because the original came out in may yeah, right what, before may, the summer may 2016 yeah 16 or 17 yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's been a lot of years of overwatch uh, uh and i was about to uh prestige again Mm-hmm. on that good lord anyway <laughs> yeah but like yeah hopefully you know people actually decide to play the game as teams i feel like it has a lot of potential mm-hmm. um the way that it is now and it's actually been really fun to play i know they need to get like the reporting system more accurate because it just seems like you can report somebody and then know kind of where percussions come. See, I'll be putting on my little Karen wig. I'll be there in the description. I'll be telling them everything they need to know. I'll be like, ah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, like, Players stop moving halfway during the game because he was throwing. He said, I'm throwing this game because I hate you. Mm-hmm. I'll be in there giving them the full description. Like, I don't got no time. Not the court reporter. Like, <laughs> I get to Kermit yeah. and get to typing. Right. Hey, some the the names that I've seen, I've seen like come pussy or <laughs> something just crazy. I'm like, what are y'all doing? I have to say though, like as an old Xbox head, it brings me such joy when people are able to circumvent 
like the system and they use like the characters and they like get their shit off because uh-huh. <laughs> I remember the days of the wild gamer tags and screen names and I feel like that's just a part of like trolley gamer culture like yeah I feel like they do need to make sure they crack down on like slurs and stuff they've been a lot better with that like they moderate like the global chat like everything gets censored now but you know I gotta say maybe I'm just like a toxic xbox nigga but when they begin their shit off I'll be like you know what <laughs> yeah you I-, I can see you, that you did yeah. it I ain't mad at you. I can see that. Wow. I feel like I'm just missing out on this entire world of. I don't know, Victor. I don't know if you. It's it's scary. It's an abusive there. relationship. It's it, an abusive yeah. relationship. It really is. It is. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people say that, and I'm like, well. And then what? we log on and play every every damn day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh, so yeah. it's like it's like grinder. Okay, it's like an abusive relationship. Well. <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good <laughs> yeah high risk low reward yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's right that is right will possibly break your heart and ruin your self-esteem and you'll take a deep breath say you're not gonna do it and then two days later you're gonna re-download yep and like girl just that's what i did like girl you ain't even gonna believe it you're gonna believe right guess who's that bad oh okay yeah don't laugh at me but guess what i'm doing right now (laughs) (laughs) exactly but yeah i don't i don't know and i am just assuming here i don't know if uh pvp would be up your your alley victor i think you need something that has an actual story but not so much as a story like a final fantasy game Mm -hmm. versus something that is maybe um like near Automata or a God of War. Because I don't want to be playing a game where we like we don't solve the mystery, but there's a new mystery. Like I'm, I don't have time to be sitting in Prescott and do every situation. Just let's just figure it out right in that one game. Mm-hmm. Then I'll play so no other game. episodes, just one. Right. Yeah. Let's get like, it together. Know, <laughs> when you win Candyland, you put Candyland away, and then you play Monopoly. I ain't got time to do. Candyland M&M's and then Candyland <laughs> Jelly Bellies. I'm like, well, somebody then we all gonna die. That's just <laughs> at this point. Uh, we are all going to die. Well, there is supposed to be a PVE um, aspect of Overwatch 2, but they haven't really released too much on it. We saw like some gameplay, and I use the word gameplay real loosely here um, mm-hmm. sometime last year, but they haven't mentioned anything. They didn't show us nothing. It's not in the beta. So they I guess we'll really see. really lax with the, the information that's coming out, and I don't know if it's because they're dealing with what they're dealing with over there. Yeah, you know, they down bad. They down yeah, bad. Blizzard is down bad. <laughs> Blizzard Activision, they holding hands and being down bad together. Mm-hmm um so yeah i'm not really sure i mean it you know development takes a while and mm-hmm. i feel like it took them a while to get to this place where they were comfortable with overwatch 2 so for right. me i always much rather you take your time i'll wait just make it good like right. don't give me no no game that's broken uh, on day two, Battlefield Four. Battlefield, I, girl, I was about to say the same <laughs> <fuck> thing. <laughs> like, 
Man, yeah, they so, I, they was mad. EA about still that. owe me $120. Like, I'll never forget. Like, they on my list forever. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So after like when Battlefield 3 was like really like ramping up, like it was fun. Mm-hmm. They gave us the new maps. They had like the little DLCs. Like we were we was bussing. Don't get me wrong. I've never played any Battlefield story a day in my life. I was here for the PvP. I was running on North Shore Canals. Okay. Meet meet me in the canals. We busting. We fighting. Um and then they were like, yeah, we're going to release a new game and you could just get all the DLC ahead of time if you pay this amount of money. Remember, they were mm-hmm. just like, oh, yeah. you never have to worry. Like, we're not going to do you like them other games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Joke was on me. That shit didn't even work. So, yeah, they, them niggas owe me money. <laughs> they you better send a bill. Listen, I'll fuck around and do it. You know, yeah. I'm good for yeah. an invoice. Do what Mariah Carey did. Send it. A- all right send a bill like you wasted my time yeah you ended and did it was just like um what was that game dead or alive six when it came was it six yeah dead or alive six when it came out and they wanted like the base game was what 60 bucks a season pass was like 40 bucks a season two pass was 40 bucks and then like these other packages of dlcs were yeah, like they don't have skins they 60 don't have, 70 yeah. 80 dollars like girl what are you talking about like right. you think i made a money right games they cost that game you got to still buy parts right uh-huh. like a, and when you uh, a lot of games have a, a big day one patch mm-hmm. so you have to download what they didn't put in to the game when it was initially created which I, I don't I don't mind a day one patch because I'm like y'all just went live I'm just thankful the whole shit don't crash but my right. thing is how do you get something to market and then it'll be out for a month and then you're already talking to me about DLCs I don't want to hear shit about a DLC why didn't you put it in the game mm-hmm. they'll give y'all money back for if it money back no nah. hello no. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not Absolutely not. They're not giving your money back. But the whole DLC and microtransactions thing is why I fell out of love with Destiny. And Destiny 1, I like, listen, I used to be a Bungie stan, okay? Bungie could do no wrong until Destiny. They had me all the way fucked up. <laughs> and I loved Destiny down. And at the time, I was streaming. So my whole thing is like, I'm getting. As a streamer, I'm getting the value out of it because I'm playing 30 hours of Destiny. So I'm getting the value out of it. But for a regular person that's playing Destiny, like, why are you spending, you know, altogether $200 on a game? For what? Mm -hmm. If you count up all the DLCs, all the little extra this, all the little special that. No, I shouldn't be spending that much on a game. And when Destiny 2 hit, they definitely released that game and then they telling you in advance about the dlc they're like yeah the game is out and then in three months we about to no mm-mm, lost me no yeah. ma'am no bitch no sir i'm not doing it y'all got it like some ivy park drops like and i love the lore of destiny i still read the lore of destiny i still watch the videos on the lore of destiny but mm-mm, y'all got it i'm super good yeah, we're gonna have to talk about these games and these microtransactions, and they're just all over the fucking place. EA is the worst. EA, EA is, the is by far worst. the worst. Yeah, absolute worst. With Battlefield, with uh, Respawn and Apex, like 
y'all want more of my money. Like, <laughs> the rent ain't even paid yet, but, yeah. Like, we're not even going to get into The Sims and how oh every Sims game, you got to start over. Like, mm-hmm. why in the shit from Sims 2 and Sims 3? What? My Hello? Sim ain't dead. Shit. Ew, it's, it's just a lot. The only thing a, that EA still gets me for is Plants vs. Zombies. That's the only thing. Swear. That's I the only that thing they can still game. get money. It is. Plants vs. Zombies, the original, really, really fun. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a tower defense game. You can't really do too much wrong. But then they right. made like the, the shooter, like Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare. That shit was dumb fun. Mm-hmm. I wish more people gave it a chance because... It was more car- on the cartoony side, so I feel like a lot of people dismissed it, like as a kid. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But one thing about them little kids, they gonna keep a game going by hook <laughs> nor crook. They not gonna let it go. Like you see Roblox. Roblox, Fortnite. Listen, yeah, from their Fort- dead hands, you couldn't write. Uh, mm, my God, I don't know. I don't know how Fortnite became such a cultural phenomenon, and I absolutely hate battle royale games i i i really enjoyed the pve aspect of fortnite and then that kind of dwindled down because the br took so much of like the resources and the time and Mm -hmm. i'm assuming that's where you know a lot of the money was but i have to say they did a great job with continuing to keep people engaged one of my early like, hey, like, are y'all okay? I was very concerned with whether or not they were going to be able to keep up the rate of releases with skins, with mm-hmm. emotes, with dances, with all of the other things that they were adding on. I was like, y'all cannot have some new shit every week. Prove me wrong. <laughs> shit. Right. Yes, they can. And they, they will. Me the hell up. <laughs> yeah. Listen, all the way up. I was like, you know what, y'all got it. Like, I ain't never going to talk bad about y'all again. But I feel like that's part of what contributed to their longevity because the base game itself, I mean, the resurgence of the game is coming from them offering like the no building where it's just like a a true shooter. Mm -hmm. People seem to really enjoy that like as a limited game type. I don't know if they're going to keep it in, but for the most part, it's that, you know, People can log in this week and get a Thanos skin. And next week they can get a Zoe, you know, a Zoe Saldana skin. And the next week after that, they can get a Batman skin. Yeah. So, you know, people, people keep coming back to the game because it caters to their interests outside of the game. And I think that was a great way to get people's money and to keep them engaged. Right. Yeah, that's going to be, that might be a whole nother conversation to have um, about microtransactions and games and how they just jumped the shark, so to speak. Um, but I think we have one more thing to talk about today. Just one more. We'll probably end up talking about it again. There was a trailer that came out um, for a new queer movie. You know, next month is Pride Month. But a new queer movie called Fire Island. Um, which is not what you would expect because it's going to focus more on um, the Asian queer community, but is somewhat based off Pride and Prejudice. 
the premise is, you know, they go to Fire Island, which is predominantly white and rich and affluent. And they are just, I don't know, discovering themselves. It's a group of um, Asian American, well. The others. But yeah. It's a group of others, basically. Yeah, so this is about, yeah. They're going to figure out their version, you know, how they will experience things. But there is some issues between, um, which which is going to be explored, I've been told, about how um, um, some Asian queer people sometimes see themselves in the gay community. So once they get in a certain circle. So it's going to explore certain things. There's already been, been talks about this movie Pros and cons have already been put out about this movie, even though no one's seen it. But it is already out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the trailer looks like well, exactly what you expect the trailer to look like. Um, but the conversation so far has been, do we need a story about uh, a predominantly white, um, affluent island of gays or from any perspective? Or is this going to be a fair conversation? Is this going to be a good movie? Is it going to focus on the mess of our community. There's been a lot of discourse already about this film. So I don't know if any of y'all saw the trailer, but I'm yeah. I'm gonna watch it, but I don't have high expectations for it. Yeah, I, I saw the trailer. Yeah. Go ahead, see. Um, I saw the trailer and I know that Marguerite Cho is like attached to it. That's how it kind of like came across um, my timeline. Uh, the Pride and Prejudice, not too much, like not too much on that part. But it would be very, very interesting if they did explore. How do I say the the very, very white centric culture of Asian queerness? Because for me, as someone who spent a lot of time um, in New York, like the view of queer folks, whether they identified as, you know, femme or they're on the masculine presenting side or wherever they fell, it seemed that the anti-Blackness was very, very apparent. Like, I felt like even more so they aligned themselves with whiteness and proximity to whiteness always Mm -hmm. took precedent, even at their own detriment, especially to their own detriment. So it would be very, very interesting to see these things explored, but based on the trailer, which I don't feel like the trailer was that well done, but the trailer is just giving you know, we're queer, we party vibes. But I do hope that they get into the interpersonal, like, aspects of queerness and Asian subcultures and how that relates to whiteness and just just the dynamics of that. I hope that they're able to tackle those things. I'm definitely going to give it a chance too, but I have to say, I ain't got high hopes. I do not have high hopes. Yeah, it reminded me, the trailer reminded me uh, of those Eaten Out movies back in the early arts or whatever. Those kind of queer movies that we had back in the day. And it just, it really did. It, it was like, oh, this guy, I think the the main character is played by uh, Joe Kim Booster. And he's a really attractive man. He's like, oh, mm. these guys don't find me attractive. I was like, wait a minute, because something is amiss because 
like he said he didn't find these guys didn't find him attractive, but he's attractive in other circles, you know what I mean? So right. why are you and it goes to what you were saying, see, why the uh the need to have some kind of um for white acceptance by Asian queers and Asian queers and Latinx queers and black queers, because mm-hmm. Lord knows there's a lot of them. It's all of them, yep. So I I mean, I, I don't know if I am in the intended audience for Fire Island. I'll say that. Because I don't I don't have an issue when it comes to what they do as far as queer representation in movies and films. However, it seems that we are in this, there's a, an Asian person or a, a Black or a person of color trying to have, there's a, a, a love connection to a white person. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we've seen that so many times. Let's see something else. Yeah. Like, Look, we need more I- moonlights. Yeah, a part of this, like, why don't we have a, and again, you know, it's always like, what ifs, but I'm like, a part of it's like, I would love for them to focus on a a film where it's like, they're going to an event, like an all Asian event, all Asian gay event. Right, like they're traveling home. Yeah, or they're traveling within their diaspora or something. Yeah, like that'll be more fun because it's like, we're learning about how they do it you know how their culture how they see queerness yeah Mm -hmm. like how they feel about it and i would like i rather see that than you try to go and fit into a place that is known to be very white there's a documentary about fire island that really talks about you know how it is and how it's affluent and if you don't look a certain way you're not going to those particular parties Mm -hmm. um and you're not going to get invited you're just going to be down there just walking around in the endless bars unless you are looking a certain way, you'll get invited to those things. I'd rather see an event where, a movie where it's talking about like, for, you know, if there's black queers, like there's a black bear event they're going to spend a week at. What is that like? I'd rather we mm-hmm. focus on that than we focus on, let's put ourselves in a, in the predominantly white space and then see how that goes because we kind of already know how that's going to go. Mm-hmm. Right, and we got the scars, both mm-hmm. mental and physical to prove it. Like, I just, I. Yeah, I would love to see like some kind of documentary or docu-series or movie or series about Black kink um, because I don't think a lot of Black queers, it is, I, I know that they delve into different kinds of kink, but it's not on the same level as when white queers delve into kink. Yeah. You know, they, mm-hmm. they're not afforded that same space yeah. to learn about themselves in those kind yeah. of spaces. And there's a few groups, like, for example, there's Onyx that a lot there's of Onyx, yeah. men of color, you know, some places it is all black. So like here, it's, uh, it's black and brown. So a lot of them, and then they do have, which I, they do have, I don't know, what, I don't know the term, but there are some white people who are kind of the liaison to other parts of it um, that are a part of it. Um, but mostly it's mostly black and brown people. But I would rather, again, yeah, I would rather see something about that. I would rather see how they right. 
Because this is um, like here in Kentucky and like surrounding areas, there's a big pub community here. But I have not seen a black pup or a brown pup. And I can tell you, I'll, I could tell you that they wear masks and they have a handler and they have something else. That's all I know about them. And somebody explained to me like the dynamics of the pup community, but it seemed, it's easy for a white person to assume a kind of identity like that when they have somebody in charge of them. But put that under the layer of a black person, then you having a quote unquote handler almost seems to hearken to maybe like a, a slave owner to me. No, that that's legit. And what I have been told, for example, I know somebody who has pups um, and I did ask, I was like, what if you get one of color and it was like, that will be, that's a conversation we have to have because most of the, sometimes the pup, I, some, I don't know the rules, but they may be approached. They may be doing the approaching. Mm -hmm. There is a conversation about how, about those comfort levels because they do that anyway, because again, that's somebody stepping into a different role, um, but they do have conversations. And someone did tell me that it's a very in deep, it's very, deep in a sense of it's, a, and it's almost like it's I don't know if it's a form of polyamory but it's it's on those levels where we you have to have those conversations with that person or what are the 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 guidelines and the rules mm -hmm. can I play with this person can I not play with that person why can't I play with that why can't I play with that person versus this and it's and you have to be, you have to be comfortable with what you want, how you want, and you have to voice, mm -hmm. you have to have your opinion and your voice. So it's, it is tricky because you also, let's just keep it real. You also have those black and brown people who, who, who don't mind the slave narrative, don't mind all that stuff, you know, mm -hmm. I've heard, I forgot who it was, or some rapper or whoever it was about, like, you know, they, their, yeah. their white girlfriends to call them all the or play these roles so there are some people who do use that um as a way of like yeah i'll be a puppy if you treat me you know like the slave dog or whatever but i don't get that i, I, I always get that think there's still, there is still a conversation regardless but you know i can't yuck somebody's yum and that's i can't <laughs> I'm, I'm a, yeah, yeah i'm gonna yuck your yum if it it involves any kind of race play because that's crazy to me. It is, but you know that's was Harriet Tubman into race play? That, that's an argument out there. That that's a kink, and you know that because I don't go down the the rabbit hole of Reddit, but there is already conversation. Like, is that a kink? And are we? I'm like, is that a kink? Are y'all trying well, to? Well, I I feel like the issue with that I have in particular with race play is that for a lot of BDSM. It's very heavily about you unpacking the reasons behind things, whether they're limits, whether they're fantasies, whether they're kings, fetishes, what have you. Like the, the onus is on you 
your your dominant or your submissive or the people within your community to help you get comfortable in the understanding of where these things come from why and to now co-create a safe space for you to experience these things that doesn't cause further harm that does you know empower you and you know allows you to work through some of these issues my issue with race play is that oftentimes there is no space made for that. And I'm not saying there is a world where race play cannot be healthy. I just have a hard time imagining that world if we're not going to confront the very, very real, very, very heavy power dynamics already at play outside of the BDSM dynamic when you do explore that, particularly when you are, you know, of a different race than your submissive or your dominant. Like mm-hmm. if you're comfortable with doing that, hey, like you said, not going to yuck your yum all the way, but I'm going to I'm going to raise an eyebrow because do you trust a white top, a white dominant to be able to understand the nuances, the history, the very very real generational trauma that's literally in our dna about these things and that's not to say that you know some people like yo it's just it's a taboo thing and that's the thing that attracts them most to it because for some people it is that and hey again that's your business Mm -hmm. but i feel like there needs to be more work done and a heavier work done particularly with multiracial partnerships when it comes to that because then it's not it's not just the power dynamic that you're consenting to there's a power dynamic of the world that you also have to take into consideration then you have to take into consideration the safety of the person that you're playing with outside of the safety that you create for them so there Mm -hmm. has to be reinforcement there has to be a lot of psychological padding there has to be a lot of understanding and reasoning there and i think that's what's missing and a lot of white dominance in my experience and what i've read what i've seen they're just interested in that aspect of ownership mm-hmm. that's that's the thing that they get off on the most they're not really so much concerned with how this affects the person that they're playing with, whether it's pickup play or a long-term partner. So I think there's a lot of work to be done there. And on the, the side of like black and brown BDSM, there's a lot of work to be done to feel comfortable in those spaces to even say that you want to explore something like pup play because, you know, in our culture, it's like, you want to be a dog. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like, yo, like, you what? Ass, like <laughs> yeah. so you, you dress up like a dog, you bark for niggas. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just seen a lot of the things that would come with, even outside of the very one-to-one idea of what BDSM is, like little play and, you know, the things that are not impact play and, you know, choking and and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, it seems very ridiculous within, like, the Black culture and the Black space because also, again, considering the power dynamics, we've had to be a certain way. We haven't really had this space to explore, even as individuals outside of BDSM, like we, Mm -hmm. you know, got to keep it tight, got to keep it right all the time. And that's part of the beauty of BDSM is that you do get this space to explore. 
but it's very, very stressful because again, there's a lot to unpack. Even Mm -hmm. when you're playing and you're in black spaces, there's a lot to unpack because we take our traumas, our trauma informs the way that we look at things, the way that we look at others, the way that we treat things, the way that we regard things. So that, that aspect of BDSM is the one that I like where it's, it's all personal development. You are in, you are in consistent state of self-awareness and you're working toward betterment. And that's often the aspect of BDSM that people don't like. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the main thing. I hope to see more of black BDSM because there are spaces where it has flourished, but also, you know, there's an aspect of gatekeeping also to it because, you know, accessibility comes with that downside mm-hmm. so it's it's a it's a hard topic but i would definitely like to see more more practitioners more of the quote-unquote elders like be a little bit less guarded about teaching and being open to sharing information and to being out because i feel like just like queerness like kink is something that we're in the closet about a lot of the times and we don't say like hey you know I like this thing it's weird but I like it like Mm -hmm. we're not in the spaces socially where we can do that because it can affect our job it can affect our social standing it affects the way that people look at us so it has really become this very underground very hidden buried thing so there's a there's a lot of moving parts to that yeah, and I want to get out of that headspace because I, I do get a little judgmental. I, even when I do go to an Onyx event and I will see, you know, the whipping or the the, the puppy play, I'm like, oh, I was like, mm, all right. Like, I'm always like, no, I don't want to be taking orders from anybody. I don't want to be treated a certain way because I was raised to not be treated a certain way or not to accept that. So why would I switch it up that way? So I, I'm trying to get out of that headspace um -hmm. to understand it more because they do explain it they they're they're, they actually have sessions um to educate people about those things and maybe i should Mm -hmm. go just to like ask questions and just hear what has to be said but yeah i gotta get out of that headspace to be fair i believe yeah and it does take time but even that you're acknowledging like hey like the way that i was raised is very much like you know to be independent to do you know do things myself, think for myself, and to not really give up that power, it's hard for me to relate to people who do that. That in itself is a big, big deal. You know what I mean? That is also, you know, a level of awareness that, you know, most people don't even get there. (laughs) So if you have the ability to go to sessions and ask questions and talk to people, for me, that's where like it starts because I'm just always so fascinated with like how did we get here like I see the end point but how do we get here like talk to me about you know your experiences and the way you navigate the world and you're able sometimes to see it very clearly like you know what yeah okay I get it right Um, kinks are very they're interesting like it's I can't think of a better word it's just interesting and fascinating how Mm -hmm human behavior can morph itself into these quote-unquote taboo things that we were told are taboo but those things bring us so much satisfaction right 
And that's God, that was how did we get there again? What were we just talking about? Oh, we were talking about Fire Island. We were talking about we Fire Island. Island. Yeah. But you know how this show goes. We can get on one thing, and next thing you know, we have solved the world's problems. So mm-hmm. it's the tangents for me. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have anything else? Um, anything else that happened? No, not really. Um, we are already in May, which I'm almost like I could have sworn it was April like yesterday. Like literally, like I could have sworn we just it was April 1st. Like two days ago, I, I'm really trying to figure out what happened to April because I really don't know. I really don't know. So, I, you know, I will have to say, um, Joseph Biden, I know that Ukraine needs all of this money. However, be that as it may, you're not going to get any student loans up out of me. <laughs> I mean, no. I don't care if I have, I'm closing in on a hundred thousand. So wait, I'm going, yeah, I, I it's above me now. I, yeah. I don't think I am. I haven't even thought about paying that stuff back. <laughs> How many times has it been um, like extended? They, they, I feel like it's they, they until whatever is what is for, like, for, like forever, but I, I am hopeful because I know he has talked, he's he's working with, um, he's working with people to try to figure what's the legality of doing certain parts of it. I do wish certain people will write the bills versus tweet us and terrorize us every day on Twitter about it. But stop I know talking about Elizabeth Warren yeah, like that, huh? I said stop talking about Elizabeth Warren like that. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> talk about her that way because she gets on my nerves with that. I'm like, you, your job is to that's real quick. If my job was to write scripts and I'm telling my boss, you need to write a script about this horror movie. He's gonna say, bitch, I hired you to write the script about this horror movie. What are you doing? I would rather, don't, I would rather you do that. So, but anyway, he's trying to fit the reality of him. Wherever that will be, just hurry up and get it done. Because I, and some people, I think if you look at, not to be political, but I think if you look at your, thing on uh, on the if you have like the, the federal whatever it is you look at it some of it is already gone it's all going to me <laughs> like i looked i looked at mine and i was like oh they already took all that part out i, I guess we'll keep it going but whatever he's going to do just do it um a little bit warned if you're listening which you're not Write a right, because you know she listens to this podcast. Yeah, on a daily basis. write a bill. You and your little squad friends, y'all sit, y'all go over to Starbucks and write the bill. That's all y'all need to do. Write the bill. You can add all the little things you want in there. Just do that, please, and then we can move on for our business. Speaking of uh, moving on, um, I'm getting, and I, I know we have to wrap up here soon. I am, because I listen to one of the few podcasts I listen to is Rachel Maddow and that uh, Nicole, um, the white woman that's on four at four o'clock, uh, Nicole Wallace yeah. on uh, Dateline. You just like somebody's grandma with the white woman on four at, <laughs> at four o'clock. <laughs> okay, but you knew who it was though. Right, you knew who, you knew who I was talking about. That, that woman. <laughs> But it just seems like these people who um, constructed 
this coup, this failed coup, on this quote unquote beacon of democracy, it just feels like they're just gonna get off. I don't think and so. It's holding on to hope that once I'm tired of holding on to hope. Like, <laughs> stop saying, I, I, like, oh, this is just so bad. Oh, we almost lost the democracy. Okay, if it was as bad as you say it was, then why haven't you uh, issued any kind of subpoenas? Why don't you or, or recommend the day, uh, DOJ to uh, issue any kind of subpoenas if you thought that it was as bad as you said it was? If you were, if you were so afraid of your life that you was calling your uh, loved one saying, I might not make it home. If it's a, as bad as this, then do something about it. Like, yeah. I think uh, I, I want I want to believe that's what they're, especially now about the, they, they, they hit a new height with, with stuff coming out and that Jenny, that whole Jenny Thomas thing is like, well, not just Jenny Thomas, the, the actual uh, excerpts in the tapes that were released yeah, by those two New York Times reporters. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All this new stuff, which I'm a little upset with them because they had a lot of that stuff for months. And, and just held on to it. Play a little book. But I, I do hope because of all the new stuff that has popped out that the, yeah, people are going to be like, we something has to be done. And I'm really hoping that they're going to do that. Now, I will say if we're in September... And we still ain't got anything started. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be really upset. Cause I'm like, y'all got all the stuff now: videotapes, tapes, mm -hmm. text, text message, everything. You got all that what you need. Let's just go ahead and do this. I just, for me, it's, it's it's funny. It's, yeah, it's more of even if these people do get convicted, they go to prison. Like it doesn't change the movement. And their belief that they did the right thing. Mm -hmm. Like either way, you end up bolstering the argument because they go to jail and it's like, we went to jail for what we believe in. We stood up for America. We are Americans. Mm -hmm. And if they don't go to jail is, see, we could have took this shit over and y'all didn't try to help us. Now look. So yeah. I feel like it's kind of a losing, it's kind of a losing battle because ultimately <laughs> the Democrats are soft and yep. they want to do everything still by the book. I mean, Joseph can do an executive order and say, fuck them student loans, but he's not. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The way Trumpito was writing out executive orders, like executive orders was meant only for him to write. He was getting <laughs> his shit off. He would wake up at three o'clock in the morning and have a, a Burger King burger. A burger, right. Write him an executive order. They would be passing shit at 2 a.m. on a Friday going into a Saturday. Like they were doing whatever it was that they believed was right. They didn't give a shit about the processes. They didn't give a shit about the institution. And now you want to come in after that presidency and you want to do everything by the book. We've already, they've already proven that the book doesn't matter. Yeah. So now there's this, well, we're trying to toe the line. We're coming back to a real democracy. But again, we have to be able to redefine what democracy is if what we have isn't working for us. And that's been my issue with Mr. Joseph and, you know, Miss Kamala, where it's like, I understand the spirit of what you're doing and what you're saying. 
and I get why you're doing it, but it's silly. And this is why I don't feel like these old ass motherfuckers need to be, you know, in office. I don't feel like people need to be in the Senate for hella years. I don't feel like this idea of like lifelong politicians where you can be 76 and be speaker to have no like go play with your grandkids ma'am like don't like, nobody why are hear you here you. like it, yeah exactly. like you you've been <laughs> you've been in government now for 40 years and you're yeah. still complaining about the same shit you was complaining about when you got here i'm not interested in what you have to say like you're just again you're a career politician you you don't actually care about affecting change because if you affected change people may not need you yeah that and part that's the hard part about politics in general it everybody's playing this game regardless of they want to admit it or not they're all playing that game and i'm i'm at that place where i i do feel like i do feel like what you're saying i it's like i don't i i don't call myself a centrist but i always i kind of call myself more of a a practical progressive person but at the same time i'm like you know we don't need to have 76 year old white people at the helm anymore we don't need to have how do we play by the rules if the rules have been broken we see how easily they can be broken i think there's a lot that needs to change because we already saw what happened when you break them all and then when you're trying to reestablish, at what cost are you trying to reestablish, and what does that really do when people already know what's behind the curtain so it, it's it's a very tricky thing and it's I've, I've been questioning a lot about what can be done how can it be done even though i know i want them to do the right thing and do it right the first time it's it's just so much and it's i don't know because at one point i used to think about a life in politics and that was mm-hmm. years ago but i don't think i could do it i don't think i could do something where i have to consistently look over your back after somebody who doesn't like you who thinks yeah. you don't need to be there and that they are the the end all and be all of this nation no i couldn't i could not work with somebody like that because i would try to fight you every t- chance i get it would be and on will. site and will. yes and we'll i fight would you. fight you mm-hmm. like they would have to arrest me because i would tag <laughs> your ass every chance i got like yeah if uh uh what's that a- aoc because i believe what she says a lot of the time when she said um that she didn't trust uh, the likes of Lauren Boeber or um, uh, what's her name? That crazy lady down from Georgia. Uh, um, Marjorie Green. Yeah, I would, girl, I would run you over. If if you, if I felt like you put my life in danger, it wouldn't be, no, I'm smiling your face. No, it, it, it would not be that at all. I don't care if I was a politician. And yeah, she's from New York. Like, <laughs> It will, <laughs> you start a fight we're gonna finish this fight it will be the will slap it will be like oh you came into my office like this okay well then i'll see like, you i'll see I, you I couldn't I'm do that. Steps. so yeah it's very interesting it's very interesting because it's fascinating um <laughs> it's all fascinating but we're, we're not going to go down the whole political thing that's you know that's another because we didn't do it at all right huh because <laughs> we didn't go down the political we already went right that. i mean we went we you know we, t- we touched on it you know nick is mentioning he he likes aoc i haven't got into why i do not 
like AOC. Don't I mean, do that to her. I I'll say that I like her. I need for her to do something. You can't tell you can't talk about pretty gowns if you if you're not wearing them. So but that's that, but that's the issue fundamentally with American politics. Mm-hmm. You can be radical as fuck. Yeah. But when you get in there, you can't do shit by yourself. You got to convince all these niggas that hate you to work <laughs> with you mm-hmm. in True. order to get something done. And that's why I know for me, like, it's going to have to be community work. I can't do no no politics because me, myself, I'm going to get on the mic. I'm cussing everybody out. I'm calling you all, type, <laughs> I'm calling you all types of scallywags. And I'm leaving. Right. Yeah, but like, like that's the whole. issue. That's the issue with the politics yeah. here. Yeah, like in those other parliaments, when they just all of a sudden you saw you see some politicians just exchanging fists and whatnot. I'm like, maybe it needs to. Maybe y'all just need to go down to the basement yeah. or whatever, like before third period, get these emotions out, and then it'll be over. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, it's in, you do watch the other countries. Like, I'll never forget when, when Bush was in that one country. They were just throwing shoes at him. Like, he was just somebody mm-hmm. else. Like, somebody else. That, I think, like, the reason he threw a shoe at him is because the bottom of the shoe was so dirty. Like, in their <laughs> culture. Like, yeah, if, if I show weird. you the bottom of my sh- the shoe, it means either I don't have any respect for you, something along those lines. So, he threw those shoes at Bush, <laughs> which he fucking deserved. Yeah, uh, because he was a well. Let's call the thing a thing. He was a warm uh, criminal. But and is yeah, yeah, and is all of them. <laughs> we, all oh, of them. Yeah, yeah. Child. Yeah, it's the talk that we can have on this show about <laughs> about everything and then nothing at all. True. But seek. Thank you so much for joining us. You are going to have to come back uh, when we do. Uh, some more talks um if you would uh let everybody know where they can find you on social media um you can find me at chasing lux everywhere if you can't find me i ain't there period (laughs) and and you can find us on twitter i'm at what porter say victor's at wonderman five you can like rate subscribe to the podcast on apple google play soundcloud spotify stitcher we have a website, uh, potoftheshine.com. Uh, our Facebook and Instagram is at Mechashine. You can contact us at mechashine6 at gmail.com with any kind of comments, questions, concerns. Give us a uh, five-star rating on all of those platforms because four or below is just not enough. Um, let's see. And is there anything else before we get up out of here? No, but get ready for our review of Dr. Strange since that's this coming week. Yes, it is. And until next time, kids, take your vitamins, drink your water, and mind your business.